Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My name is Bodine. I am your host, and we have a very special episode, just like in the 80s when Webster or Facts of Life or Different Strokes, when they had a very special episode. It's the same exact thing, except for it's nothing like that, because we're not going to talk about any sort of social issues. And almost everything we have to say has pretty much zero redeeming value. So, yeah. So who's my special guest today? My guest host today is Jessica Kirsch. Now, if you don't know who she is, you should go to youtube.com forward slash forward slash Jessica, standard spelling, and then Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. So what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to turn this stupid podcast off, and then I would like you to go to YouTube. I want you to visit her page, and I want you to watch some videos so you kind of get an idea of who she is. Honestly, she's delightful and hilarious and really easygoing. Um, We sat down and we literally talked for two and a half hours, which was extraordinarily generous uh, of her to give me that much of her time. We only recorded about an hour and a half of it, though. The first hour and a half, we were just kind of kicking around ideas and chatting. Uh, But it was really delightful and and super pleasant. It really made my day, to be honest with you. Just so you know, this is a little bit longer of an episode. We're... uh, over an hour for this uh, little chat that we did. So I want to jump into some things real quick, and then we will get right into the show. But before we do that, I want to talk about our Patreon supporter of the week, and that is Alex. I am not going to lie to you and say that I get a ton of emails a a week. I get quite a few emails a week from listeners, but it's not a ton. It's not like overwhelming. When I get an email from certain listeners, I get excited because I know there's going to be a nugget in there. I know that I'm going to come away knowing more or understanding more about the world or the subject than before I opened up the email. And Alex is one of those listeners. One of the pleasures of doing this show is getting to know so many people. Now, if you listen to the show or even support the show, you're under no obligation to communicate with me. That is completely up to you. But I am here if you want to, and I love it when I get to interact with Alex. He keeps me on my toes, and honestly, his insights make this podcast better. I don't probably always give um, 
credit where credit is due, but Alex is one of those people that makes the show better just from emailing in and sharing their opinion. And I'm going to give you an example of that. Last week I talked about the uh, Rosenbauer Volvo EV fire truck. And I said that it's a non-starter. Well, two people contacted me. One was Alex and he said, you know, it might not be so bad if it can charge like a hundred miles in 30 minutes. And that is a very valid point that I hadn't considered. And then also Dawn, who's also a Patreon supporter, she contacted me on Slack and she said, you know, in Europe, governmental agencies have to explore um, eco-friendly solutions, even if they cost more money. So that's something I had not thought of. And then when you consider that the Rosenbauer EV fire truck looks an awful lot like a European fire truck, uh, that makes more sense. And that's a very valid and good point. The entire time that I discussed that article, I was discussing that with my biases. And that is a bias of a, an American uh, firefighter uh, who didn't consider what's going on outside, not, not even necessarily my country, but my state and my city. And this is just another example of why you guys make me better and make this show better. All right, that's enough of my nonsense. Let's jump right into the show with Jessica Kirsch. Jessica, thank you very much for being on the show and welcome to Kilowatt. Thank you for having me. So we, we I don't know, we had like an hour long conversation before the show. Mm -hmm. So hopefully um, as we go through this, we'll be able to restate those really epic and profound thoughts that we shared with each other before the show. Epic. Yeah, they were, they were amazing. So good. So amazing. Stand by for awesomeness. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, I, I know I'll say this publicly in front of God and everybody. You're a delightful person to talk to, uh, very easy to chat with. So um, I'm looking forward to doing this. You want to talk about the lucid air? Let's do it. Okay. This morning, I got an email from Lucid Motors touting their mid-range 406 projected mile range Lucid Motors or Lucid Air. It's got 480 horsepower, single motor or dual motor if you want to pay a little bit more money. DC fast charging. If you put down $300 right now, you will get three years of free charging from Electrify America. So all you have to do is commit to buying a $77,400 vehicle with a $300 reservation and you'll be able to drive 406 projected miles. Pretty, it seems like a lot of money and $300. It seems like a weird reservation number. Like why not just say a hundred dollars? Or why is it not 500 or a thousand? That's a very good point. So what are your, we, we, we chatted about this a little bit and you're familiar with Lucid. So what are your thoughts on Lucid in general? And then what are your thoughts on this new mid-range tier? Lucid uh, is a very exciting company. Uh, it's always good to have another competitor in the EV space. So it's very exciting to have their factory here in Arizona and Casa Grande or Casa Grande. I like to say other people don't. Um, I'm excited about them. I think that their unveil of the, is it, you said the platinum 
What was their top of the line? Or the, yeah, that's the dream edition. The dream. The dream edition, because that's all it would be for me is a dream. <laughs> um, that was really cool to see and uh, very fantasy-esque. But the fact that it's starting at 77.4, that is a little bit more affordable, but it's a luxury sedan. Yeah. I mean, in the world of EVs, you have to adjust what your your idea of affordable is. You know, um, in many cases, most people wouldn't find a $37,500 Model 3 affordable. So, I mean... <laughs> We're, we're, we're working on a scale, I guess. My theory is it's better to overprice them and come down than underprice them and go up, you know? Mm, that's a good point because, you know, remember last summer Tesla was having some pricing issues and mm-hmm. they were, one week it would be down, next week it would be up. Yeah. Um, oh, I think yeah. a lot of people uh, frustrated at the very least, especially when you bought it at the high number and then they reduced it and they would reduce the price. Right. I would be very frustrated if I paid a lot more money and then it was lowered. And But on the other side of that, it's it's like a sale. It went on sale, you know, special um, Black Friday edition or, you know. But yeah, it's like a sale from the company that says, no, we're going to price this the same and everybody pays the same price. Yeah. That's, that I think, what leaves the... The, the taste. Yeah. Uh, on that same topic, the Cybertruck as a reservation holder. Uh, the ba- what did he announce the price was? We're looking at uh, the one that I picked out was is the fifty thousand mid tier, but the base price forty thousand. Forty thousand. That's right. Do you think that he'll meet that? Uh, it kind of sounds like it with the. F- 4680 battery that mm-hmm. sounds like in the whole way that they're going to construct that it sounds like they'll be able to come close i don't have any idea what it costs to build a car i don't even really know what components are in a car like i have to have somebody change my i know how to change my own oil but mm-hmm. honestly it's it's not a good idea for me to do it it's not very so, fun I'll be honest. (laughs) I went to say a a friend of mine was was a mechanic and I worked with him and he was like, let's just change your brakes out. I'll save you a ton of money. I was like, okay, cool. So we changed my brakes out and then we drive my wife and uh, kid and we drive to Monterey. Mm -hmm. We're cruising around Monterey. Somebody pulls me over and I'm expected, like somebody's like flashing their lights and I'm expected. I was like, did I do something to cut this person off? Are we going to go? Like, I don't like to, I'm not a fighter. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this going to go really poorly for us? And he's like, your car is on fire. <gasps> when I got out of the car, cause I got out of the car fast, you know, like, like I was like, this guy is not going to catch me unaware. So I got out of the car fast oh and aggressive. He's like, your car's on fire. And I was <gasps> like, Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And the brakes that we had changed, one of the brakes had hung up. So this thing that cost probably a hundred bucks, 150 bucks initially ended up costing me over a thousand dollars to fix the messed up, uh, break. So after that, I'm just like, you know, it's just cheaper to pay somebody else to do it. Cause I don't mm. have the skills. Oh my gosh. And, you know, I don't wow. blame my friend, um, because you know, whatever, maybe we made a mistake. Maybe we didn't, uh, maybe it was just a, a default 
uh, part, part. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was like, after that, I was like, I'm, I'm just not going to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, the saving the money isn't worth it. Right. I wasted two days of my vacation sitting around a, a break shop waiting for those guys to get done. Oh, yeah. yeah. And on top of that, it was a Volkswagen, so everything's more expensive. Oh, yeah. I had a I had a Jetta. Me too. Yeah. I loved it. Um, it was a lease. When I turned it in, I was really sad. I was crying, I remember. <laughs> but now I have my Kona, and I just – I've done three oil changes on my own with it and the but the very first one i had a friend walk me through it who was he was on facetime and in north carolina and he walked me through it you know got got down to like the almost the very end and then or it was the second time excuse me second time i was doing it at a friend's and i didn't realize that you could pour too much oil in a Mm. car and I put, you know, I filmed it. I did it. I filmed it, posted it on YouTube. And one of my subscribers, thankfully, was like, hey, uh, you might want to go have some of that oil extracted. Because I was like, I'm just going to pour until it starts bubbling up. <laughs> so, uh, thankfully, as far as I know, there wasn't any lasting damage, but. Thankfully for YouTube and somebody actually watching it to the end of the video. Do you want to talk about something really controversial? Sure. Okay. I, like I will say, I will, I will speak up if I'm not okay with it. Okay. So the new Model 3, or excuse me, the 2021 Model 3 has a new look. And according to my non-scientific research, half the people love it, half the people hate it, and half the people are indifferent. So did you get to see the pictures? I did not. I did not see the pictures. They it is a matte finish instead Ooh. of the shiny piano black finish. Okay. All right. In yeah. the console area. So let me let me pull that up for you. In the console. Okay. And I'll send you the thing in the chat. But yeah, okay. so last week we talked about this as kind of a follow-up, how Tesla was doing some updates to the Model 3. Um Currently, if you buy a Model 3, you're going to get that piano uh, f- shiny finish. I don't know what it's necessarily Fingerprint finish, you mean? Yeah. Well, I have eight-year-olds. And even though yeah. my eight-year-olds don't come up to the front of the car, they will figure out how to put fingerprints everywhere. Yeah. I just cleaned out my car yesterday, and I was just like, how did these things get in here? Yeah, yeah. I'm a person who touches everything, so I would have elbow prints all over it. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, even our uh, 24-year-old Sierra, the kid, she could have chocolate in her hands and she's touching everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you would. It's an explore. You explore with your fingers. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. I'm a tactile learner as a visual learner. I know. Oh, okay. So, um, I think it's a good look. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's not shocking to me. Um, I was expecting maybe like a checkerboard or something like crazy controversial. No, I love it. No, it's very understated. And yeah, I I really like 
in the Model Y, and I don't know about the Model 3, but in the Model Y that we got the other day, when you open up the um, the little console area, mm-hmm. there's like a you just push down, but it's at the front of the car. So mm-hmm. it opens towards you. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of hides. So it's not like it's in the way, but it's in a, it's a very weird spot. This one, the way to open up that console area is closer to where the cup holders were are, which feels like it would be more natural to open it that way. But I think this is a really good look. But Twitter, on the other hand, has different opinions. Twitter was, I saw back and forth going, but normally if it's something specific to a particular vehicle, Tesla vehicle, I kind of tune it out just because I'm not an owner um, and it's not particularly relevant for me at that time. Like the stock price, I like to hear about, you know, and um, new and upcoming things. But if it's like the center console, um, is this... So this whole design is different or is it just a matte finish rather than a chrome or it shiny? looks like based on the pictures, it's it's a little it's a little different than what was offered pre- previous, but I think it's just like an incremental improvement type thing. I don't think it's I can look up my notes from last week, but I think there was something more about like the heated there was gonna be a heated charger port. Uh, in the Model 3 like there is in the Model Y. So folks in colder climates can charge their vehicle without ice being around the charging port. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, it's really smart. Really smart. Um, I would expect changes. You know, it, how well, the Model 3 was released 20... Was it 2013? Oh, no, no, you're right. 2017? I think they were pushing them out the summer of 2017. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's it's really not been around for all that long. Um, I like it. It's minimalistic. What else, you know, the inside of a Tesla is completely minimalistic minimalistic yeah Um, you know with everything else people when something's new or different it takes acclimation for some for example the solo car i don't love it it's not for everyone but i could see once they start driving around people will be like oh yeah i like that same with the cyber truck people were indifferent or loved or hated it. Now everyone has accepted. Not everyone. Yeah. So even the the solo, if for those that don't know, is a three wheel vehicle, two wheels in the front, one in the back, and there's only enough space for one person to sit in it. And it's a really cool looking car, uh, but it's also um, it it also looks like something or feels like something that if you were to get hit by a sizable vehicle. Gone. They're not going to find you. No, crushed. I mean, I uh, and then mm-hmm. I don't want to be morbid, but I've literally cut people away, dead people away from cars, uh, oh. and yeah. I, uh, that's all I see when I see that car. It's a beautiful car. I want it to succeed, mm-hmm. but when I see that car, I'm like, mm. like, like sometimes 
you, it, 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 from that standpoint, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be too morbid because no, that's actually a really normal for great us statement. Doesn't translate well to, to regular folk, but it's, it's a horrific experience to cut somebody away from a car, not cut somebody out of a car. Cause that's a different cut somebody away from a car, like unmolding the car from the person. It's, it's, that's all I see when I see the the solo. And also see a really beautiful car, but yeah, I take it too dark. <laughs> no, no, I, no, no. no I'm glad that you said that because uh, having visited it the other day, my biggest concern was that it has no airbags and there's not much protecting you at all. And uh, the leg space is really great. I'm five ten, so. Um, I fit, but you get hit and it's like, my legs are gone. (laughs) Not only my legs, but I probably won't survive. It's you registered as a motorcycle in the United States. It's Um, not So they don't have to have any of that stuff. No. Uh, That's my biggest concern. And then you saying that, think about on the highway. And, you know, Arizona drivers. Yeah. Just in and out of lanes, not looking, just texting and driving. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm guilty of it. It's very common in Arizona to have somebody driving 70 some miles an hour and you look over and they are looking down and not at the road. And in the center of the lane next to them or like that on the line. It's like, or choose a lane. Somebody has approximately 15 feet to get over four lanes of traffic in busy, oh uh, in rush hour traffic. And they do. They just, and they do it. Yeah. They do it. Yeah. They don't care if you're going 70, you know, they just, burp. nope. Gotta have those brakes. Yeah. The, uh, or autopilot. Or autopilot. That's a dream. So I looked up what the other features of the Model 3 were. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the option for Chrome Delete, this is according to rumors. So powered trunk gate, which the Model 3 doesn't have, which I I think would be really nice for some update upholstery, that matte center console that we talked about, Mm -hmm. and then double insulated uh, pane windows that reduce road noise. I think those are all good upgrades. Those are great upgrades. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the white interior? Love it. It looks so good, doesn't it? There, you shouldn't have any other interior. Sexy. However. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> dark jeans. You gotta have a towel. Really? Yeah. The dye transfer. Oh. I didn't, yeah. I don't wear jeans, so I don't know that. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, it's in Arizona. I just wear shorts constantly. Do you, do you think it would just be dark shorts or is it specific to jeans? It, anything that has dye in it. Um, oh, no. I've read that. I've, yeah. Uh, in any kind of dirt. I'm, I'm a hiker, a biker, not really a biker, more of a hiker. <laughs> rock climber and when i get in my car i'm sweaty and dirty and i would be taking a magic clean eraser to it like every other day (laughs) but it's yeah beautiful 
I mean, drool emoji, beautiful. If you can't, you can't tell, but Jessica is is literally slobbering on. Slobbering, like the. Yeah, it's running down my face. It's so sexy. It is. It's a. I I didn't think about that, and I have two kids, and I'd heard that in general they hold up the seats hold up really well. However, mm-hmm. you can't. It's not the seats' fault that dye gets transferred to it Mm-mm. at all. Nope. Uh, that's concerning because I don't want black seats in Arizona. Right, and that was my first thought too. But the black seats are also one thousand dollars more, I believe. And the white seats are a thousand dollars more. Pretty sure it's not. Is it? Look the, it up. The, the white paint is now the standard. And that used to be a thousand dollars more. I'll look it up though. Yeah, look it up. Because I remember being like, why? Why would that be? Let's build a model three. Build a model three. Yeah. I haven't built one in a long time. Maybe I'll build one alongside you. <laughs> I'm gonna choose the standard range plus because I am price sensitive. So the exterior is the white paints included, the arrow wheels, which I don't love the air wheels. I'm being I think honest. they're ugly. I think they look cheap. They look like hubcaps. Yeah, no, they're, they're disgusting. But on the yeah. other side, I also don't want to. Um, I don't want to pay another fifteen hundred dollars for fancy wheels not. and then more expensive tires. So I'll just right. figure out how to take not. that plastic thing off and put something else on. Uh, um, so I want to use select interior. It is a thousand dollars for the white. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was wrong. That's okay. I thought it was very strange that it would be that way. A thousand dollars for the bite. Also, if you go to the site, you can see the piano uh, finish uh, better from for the Model Three. Oh, yeah, no. Mm-mm. No, yeah, here's right. why. We live in the desert. Yeah. That's it. No. That's all you have to say. Desert. Yeah, if you live in a place dust. that isn't the desert, um, you can have your house completely sealed up. You can yeah. change the filters in your air conditioner, and mm-hmm. you're still going to have a crap ton of dust in your house. Like once a week. Yeah. No way around it. It mm-hmm. just happens. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Every crevice, my keyboard, you know, like I'm blowing it off all the time. It's insane. Yeah. we And we have these things called haboobs. If oh. you don't know, it's a giant dust storm that goes up hundreds of thousands of feet in the air. And it's a wall of dust that encapsulates the entire city or metropolitan Apoc- area. Yeah. It's not. It's apoc- apocalyptic. Yeah. Apocalyptic. Yeah. So where our house is now, not to give too much information away, but where our house is now, it's close to where the 101 is so the haboob will come up the 101 yep because there's nothing there to stop it it comes straight up the 101 and oh, dumps yeah. dust in my house in my backyard in my house oh yeah and then you're breathing it mm-hmm. not that you know there's a lot of upsides by arizona but the desert dust yeah no that that gloss finish no thank you yeah. nope i'm on your side I now understand why is it Tasmanian and a bunch of other 
third-party accessory company sells center console wraps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it, do you know Nick Howard? Uh, yeah. I think he Black did Lives some Matter. On his. Yeah. yeah. He's such a sweet guy. He's so sweet. Yeah. So he, uh, I think he did. I think he wrapped his on his new Tesla that he yeah. just got. Good for him. That's cool. All right. Well, that that was uh, not as controversial as I thought. I'm glad we're in agreement on the matte finish. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about something maybe just as controversial? Yes. Spoiler, none of these things are that controversial. Okay. <laughs> you build it up. The anticipation, I'm like, uh, yeah. My, uh, yeah. I have a, in, in real life, I have a very forthright way of talking about things that uh, doesn't go so well, translates so well on podcasts. And, and occasionally I'll slip into that and then I'll get uh, uh, taken down a, a notch or three. Like I, I literally said, I don't care about Tesla stock price, which I don't because this is not a stock um, podcast. This is a technology podcast about Tesla. And I've received more emails <laughs> about that one comment than any other. I, I have received an email like two or three days ago about that comment. And that was said months ago. Um, um, and you know what? <laughs> I, I'm not going to say anybody's wrong because right. everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I was like, oh, got to rein that stuff in. Got to rein it in. I mean, but I like having the discussion. So it's okay. You know, having a YouTube channel. Do you post this on YouTube? I don't because I don't want to deal with people. What are you doing, Bodie? Yeah, here's the thing. Right, go ahead. Everyone has, not everyone. My theory on the internet is it's a place where people come for um, subconscious therapy. Oh, yeah. And I'll have comments on my videos, you know, that are, completely just ridiculous in, i mean in my opinion uh completely unrelated to the video you know like just point just they'll take something about me or my outfit or whatever and just just and i just have to remind myself they had a bad day and i'm the punching bag and that's yeah. not my problem you know I'm just doing me, Jessica Kirsch, and uh, it's their choice to come to my channel. I'm not, you know, like clickbaiting people. Like it's it's their choice to be there. And so uh, with the comment section, over time, I've learned that if somebody says something negative, I will like the comment, okay? And then I'll say, thank you for your comment. Or thank you for your feedback with the emoji, like thank you hands. And then they'll like my comment and then they'll subscribe because they just wanted to be heard. It's, you know, like they just want to be heard. And I get that. That's why I'm on YouTube. I want to be heard, you know? For sure. And and to clarify, I absolutely have, I, I welcome uh, people holding me accountable and even sharing their opinions that aren't mine because uh, we live in a world today where you can't share your feelings without being shouted down if it's unpopular. I don't think right. that's right. So I am totally okay with it. And I've only had 
maybe two actual emails that were just like, you are absolute garbage. And to that, I, I just respond back to, hey, I'm, I'm new at this. I have a stutter and I'm an introvert. I'm sorry that it didn't work out for you. And then usually those people will say, oh, I'll give it another try. So there we go. They, yeah. But everybody else, it's it's all done out of, I think I have, a, I try to keep a very um, family oriented podcast, not like so much family friendly, but like everybody's a part of this. We're all part of this good, big community. And that's where yeah. I look at it. And it doesn't matter if you're on, on you're on YouTube, but we're a part of this, this EV community that, that yes. we love so much. And so there's a lot to get to, 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 to bind us together. So mm-hmm. when somebody emails me and they have a different opinion, that doesn't, none of that bothers me. And even if they email me and they tell me I'm wrong, none of that bothers me. Uh, I just don't want to open up the floodgates of the, te- the YouTube uh, comments. Cause a, mm. I'll, I'll, I will less likely, most likely never read them because I don't care. Right. And, or you won't even know. Yeah. But, I mean, unless somebody sends you a link like, hey, but in my opinion, you don't seem like the kind of person that someone would be like, oh, he was, that was wrong. Like, rah, rah, you know? Oh, no, you'd be surprised. <laughs> and it's okay. In my opinion. Like, it, I love, I, I love, uh, uh, I wouldn't say heated, but I love, talking to people that I don't agree with because it is discussion. It is discussion, discussion and I learn things. Even yeah. if I don't agree at the end, I, I learn tons. So if you have something uh, you want to say to me, please say it to everybody, not Jessica, or if you do. <laughs> yeah. we'll think but, about- uh, go ahead. Yeah. We're really good at interrupting one another. <laughs> no, I think we to be professionals. But, uh, what professionals at interrupting one another oh yeah yeah pros yeah interrupting pros. pro i can see that being a new microphone name here shortly <laughs> but think about elon and how much um you're crazy like never gonna happen blah, blah blah he had to deal with an order to push all of his companies forward but specifically tesla think about it you know all of the oh, yeah differences in opinion the oil industry will never go out like all of that i just and love to be it clear elon is crazy like well i mean he, he's, he's very smart and it, it comes across to normal people or us folks that maybe aren't quite as smart as being out there or crazy but you know he does have his moments where you're like what the hell are you thinking, yeah dude I, yeah. I don't understand. But on the other side, like everybody, and this is what I tried to say about everyone in the world, whether you're talking about Donald Trump or you're and, and you hate him or you love him or whatever, whoever you're, you're discussing, like every, everybody's a person. Yeah. Everybody has good points and bad points. Some by people's points are, are uh, attributes are better than others, but uh, you, there's no opinion. pure evil person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you take two people and, and you look at one specific you take two different people and look at one specific person they're going to have widely different opinions or could and that's okay that's what makes that's what makes us the earth habitable with humans i mean if we all have you ever seen the 19 i think it's 87 or 1984 i think 1987 apple advertisement 
Yeah, where it's 84. Just robots. Yeah, eighty four. We studied it in school, and I that's watched what it live it at the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's how old really? I am. But go ahead. Well, no, I wasn't like live at the Super Bowl. I mean, I was like alive it. when it displayed when it was on TV during that the Super Bowl. Ad. If anybody hasn't seen it, watch it. Uh, it's was like the introduction of the Apple computer, Steve Jobs, and it's brilliant. But it's a room of robots, or um, it was very. Um, is it Nazi themed or something where everyone well, thinks the same to be this dystopian feature where everybody's the same? Yes. Yes. And, and this like, I don't know, Amazon esque woman comes through yeah. and just smashes everything. She throws like a dagger or something at the video screen and it just explodes. And then it says uh, introducing the Apple computer and did it say think different? It was, it was Yeah, it was the Mac and it was think different. Yeah. Like, because everybody was PC, you know, yeah. like what, who is this rainbow logo Apple? Like, who is this guy? Who does he think he is? It's the same thing with Elon, you know, who is this guy who like has an unveiling of a truck, breaks the window, the glass and like makes t-shirts out of it. Official Tesla t-shirts, you know, yeah. Elon, he does. Elon says, if you're not failing, then you're not innovating. And he's right. Yeah, I'm innovating constantly if you if you go by that metric. <laughs> Think about boat owners who forget to put the drain plug back in and they put their boat in the water and it sinks. Yeah. Or they forget to set their parking lot or parking brake and they just oh. put their brand new pickup truck in the water. Right. There, there's tons of fail videos of that here in yeah. Arizona, Lake Pleasant. You should check them out. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think by and large, people in Arizona are really nice. They are. Are you a native? No, I'm from Alaska. You are? Uh-huh. Wow. That's cool. What brought you to Arizona? Uh, my wife, uh, she got it. Well, my wife and I dated in high school, and then she went to college. So I followed her to go to college. And then when we got married and she went to more college and then she got a job and I just kind of continued to follow her south. Aw, high school sweethearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. What's that like? Whoa. Um, <laughs> you know, my wife and I have been together for uh, close to 30 years, 27 years, something like that. Wow. Like I've, I, I've been with my wife longer than people that I work with that are much older than me have been long with their spouses. Wow. That's, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's neat. So there's no other person that I want to hang out with for the rest of my oh. life. So, Oh no, oh we have God. problems. Like don't, <laughs> don't want to make it sound of like course, it's perfect. But, like, but that no. statement, like I want that. I want somebody to say that about me, you know? Like there's no other person I uh, I think they, they crap out of my wife. So Yeah. Who's I'm a pain in the butt, but like I you know, most of the time it'll be entertaining. Yeah. No, no. There's there's a lot of laughing, maybe a little bit of crying. But mostly <laughs> laughing. But yeah. Should we uh continue on with the I don't notes? know. Is- are you from Arizona before we go too far? I'm from Indiana, Midwest. Mm-hmm. 
people in Arizona call it a flyover state. Yeah. I disagree, but that's okay. I've never been to Indiana, but I've been to the flyover states and uh, they're pretty amazing. Let's talk about Sandy Monroe. All right. Sandy Monroe, one of my faves. If anybody is curious, this is pretty much how our pre-show went is a long discussions. We've been on for um hour and 45 minutes together and uh, I think it's going very well. All right. So Sandy Monroe spoke at a virtual event for Bernstein Research, which I don't know if that's the financial Bernstein, I would imagine that it is. Hmm. Um the event was private. So the Korea Times somehow obtained a fully edited transcript. I was not able to read the ans- the transcript. I don't know um if you could find the transcript. Uh, but here's I what we Google know. It. The Googs might know. You know, I went to the article and they didn't even post a link to the transcript in the article. So I don't know if it's supposed to be secret. I'm assuming it was a video recording that somebody sent to rev.com and had it transcribed. Oh, my, that's my basic assumption. That's actually just pretty smart. Cause then you can, you know, yeah, no, Rev's a good resource. So I'm guessing um, that we maybe we can find the transcript. But in any event, there were two statements that he made that made headlines. The first is Sandy Monroe doesn't think that Tesla should make a $25,000 EV. And the second is that Tesla is 10 years ahead of their competitors. So we're going to start with the $25,000 EV and why he doesn't think that's a good idea for Tesla. So he posits that shareholders would regret a more affordable Tesla because it would have a negative impact on Tesla's market positioning and then also their profits because the margins wouldn't be as good. Uh, Shareholders wouldn't like it because of potential production complications and low profit margins, which is kind of what we talked about there. And he doubts that Tesla could sell a vehicle under $32,000 that would make a profit. So, Hmm. um, and then this last little bit, you know, I want to add something real quick. At one point, they were when the Model Three was going through production hell. They talked about how uh, after it was all said and done, they thought the Model Three's uh, cost to build was twenty nine thousand dollars. That was what we, would we say three years ago? Yeah, twenty seventeen. So I would guess that they could build a vehicle under thirty two thousand dollars and still make a profit, just kind of based on that information. But anyway. He went on to say that Tesla owners want all the bells and whistles, and there's so much that Tesla owners didn't want to sell the standard range Model 3, or they even canceled the standard range Model Y. So, um, And people who can't afford the current range of Tesla products would be more sensitive to things like suspension flaws and quality issues. So now having said all of that, uh, what are your thoughts on not Tesla not doing a $25,000 car based on this information? or just what are your thoughts in general? My dreamlike thought is please do one. Please make it happen. Do it, please. Uh, that would be amazing. However, $25,000 MSRP, that doesn't include the delivery fee, taxes, registration. And in Arizona, I don't know from your experience, but 
my registration was $500 for one year. Um, so yeah. you have to think about those costs as well. Um, I don't know. I, it, that's a very low price, very low price. And I do think that they could produce it for, I don't know, especially with the casting machines that are mm-hmm. in Giga Berlin. Is it Giga Berlin? There, there's How- a rear casting machine at Fremont, but Giga Berlin will have the front and the rear. But then there's the tr- transportation from Germany to the United States, the shipping and the, you know, the freight and all of that. So I don't know. Yeah. I think they would end up building it at another location if they did it in the U S yeah. Maybe, maybe Austin. Maybe. Um, yeah. They just bought a bunch more land. Yeah. I think it would be very cool, but I do have concerns because Tesla, in, in my opinion, is a what Mercedes-Benz used to be. Like the luxury, you know, like um, beautiful. And if you drive a Tesla, it's like kind of a, it's kind of a, and I'd, maybe it's not, but like not really a status symbol, but like it's a, it's a movement. It's a, you know, we... Uh, it's an environmental thing. It's, what am I trying to say? Um, yeah, you have cachet if you own a Tesla. Like, it just. They're still it, rare enough where people are like, ooh, that's a Tesla. Yeah. I mean, you know, Century Mode records people that walk by cars and people will have just film reels of people taking selfies next to it. Like, yeah. it's a Tesla. And I do the same thing. I'm like, ooh, yeah. Like, think about when the Cybertruck's released. I mean, yeah. I will drive out of my way to come home, put the shirt on, and go stand next to one the first time I see it. Just saying. Yeah. So I think that it will open the door to a, um, a obviously a much broader market. But then there's, you know, like people who, I don't know, will buy their. 16-year-olds, the $25,000 Tesla. You know, what about charging? If so many more people can afford this vehicle, are, you know, is it going to be, are you going to have to like social distance with your car, you know, (laughs) stand in a line? Um, There's already trouble charging. Yeah. No, that's the, the charging thing I didn't, think about and that's a a very valid point because right now what was it they sold like a hundred thousand model y's and model threes last quarter and then 139,000 total something like that yeah that's a lot that's a very valid point um and they are definitely behind on that on the other side i and again i tesla's stock i want tesla to do well as a company but how their stock does in my personal life or what I want out of the company or want back from the company has very little to do with it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, having said that there are people who want to own a Tesla 
there are people who can't own a, even a used Tesla because right. they're still looking at paying at, at best. Maybe you're looking at paying $32,000 for a model three. And that, that would be like an amazing deal. Yeah. They, they're and still they're, selling very high. The used ones are rarely available. They're being purchased by Tesla for autonomous taxis, right? Yeah. The Uber autonomous Uber. And, and they're being, um, like Nick Howard, who we talked about before, mm-hmm. he had to fly to like, was it like Chicago or something like that and drive his back? Yeah, I could see that. Simply because it was, it was, that was the one he wanted and that's where it was. So he and his dad yeah. flew out and they bought it and he drove it home and his dad flew back like in a pandemic. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure that, and he lives in a relatively populated place. And I think it was like North Carolina or something like that, or Georgia. I think he lives in Georgia. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, I, there's enough demand, but not everybody can, can do that. And I would like to see everybody who wants a model, whatever it's going to be a model cheap, affordable, <laughs> call it a model affordable. Yeah. I've heard model um, two, model dose model. Yeah. I, I think they're going to have something more clever than that, but, uh, they, <laughs> I think people really want to be a part of it. And if you price them out of that, they can't be a part of it. And then Tesla's mission is to transition the world to sustainable vehicles. You can't transition the world to sustainable vehicles with a $35,000 car. And he mentions in here that Tesla's $35,000 car hasn't done great. And that's because you have to go to a seedy alley in the back of a luxury mall to purchase this thing. Like you, you, you can't just buy it online. And uh, I recycled that joke from last episode, so okay, <laughs> I didn't right. just come up with it off the top of my head. But okay. the the uh, I, I want more people to be able to afford EVs, and the only way that they're going to do that is if Tesla pushes. They had to push the luxury market into it. Now they're going to have to push everybody else into it. Yeah, because even the Kona Electric, I think, is still like thirty forty thousand dollars. Yeah, it was. Out of my price range, I'm a Kona Ice, although I feel shame for it, but Kona Ice driver because that and it wasn't available for sale in Arizona. But yeah, uh, I, I, and then there's the thing about gas stations and the conversion from gasoline pumps to electric you know the electrification of those that might happen quickly it's the it's infrastructure in canada. i think is it's it petrol canada james i'm sure we'll we'll correct this but job, canada. yeah Yay. canada there's a a specific uh company oil company canada that's putting chargers like two three four chargers at every gas station that they own it's about time. a lot of them yeah, yeah. No, and they've been doing it for a couple of years. And I only know about this because James at True North EVs tells me this stuff. But yeah, yeah, that's great. And that's when that happens here, which it may already be happening. I don't know. Elon's got lots of tricks up his sleeve, you know. It, it could be as simple as just battery packs delivered to a gas station until it's completely converted over to electric, you know, or maybe they have one diesel, one gas or something. You mean like Neo? Like, uh, are you familiar with Neo? Uh, no. 
Okay, it's it's an amazing look up all the videos on Neo. It they have this little cute little like personal assistant that sits up on your dash and it talks to oh. you and it makes facial expressions. But oh. it's a it's a Chinese company. Okay. Hopefully they have a an office in San Jose. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where I think a lot of other tech is written. Uh, the underpinnings of the tech is written for that particular car. But um, they have a battery swap station and they've done over a million battery swaps. So you just pull into the little garage, it lifts you, it takes the battery out, puts a new battery in, you're out. It's like five, 10 minutes and you're done. And Tesla, I know, tried to do this, but it was it was painful with yeah. the way they had that set up. So I don't know if with this new battery system that they're talking about, if that would be more of an option well um with the longer range less stops for charging that's you know number one um in summary yes <laughs> i would love a twenty-five thousand dollar tesla i would love that i hope that yeah. it, it he can roll it out i would be okay even like if it, if it had 200 miles range i think that's okay I think, uh, in general, most people just day to day driving, that's plenty if they can charge from home or their apartment complex. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't know about you, right? But I can't think of where a supercharger is next to me. And I keep my eyes open for that stuff all the time. Yeah. I know there's one in Wickenburg on the way to like Vegas. Where are you located? Uh, Tempe. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I've got one just five minutes around the corner uh it's the it's the Biltmore or it's camelback camelback charger i yeah. uh, do lots of appearances there on youtube i'll go there just to just watch people charge because i'm so fascinated <laughs> um and the the Biltmore is a good example because they have regular chargers uh for, for yeah inside the parking garage they have um, oh. little charging stations, but not for a Tesla. If right. you want a Tesla, you got to go outside like an animal. But if you don't mind parking in the garage, <laughs> it's got solar panels on the roof, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like beautifully offset. I mean, the setup is amazing. I think. Yeah. No, no, the Biltmore might be the fanciest area inside the city of Phoenix, like Cave Creek and and uh, Paradise Valley and stuff like that destroy in terms of 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 upclassedness but in phoenix proper mm-hmm. the billboard might be the nicest area or in that general touching area however i would like to note that the camelback biltmore charger is an urban charger it's not a supercharger oh really so yeah how many of them so, they, have there? they have like six or seven there right I think 12 or 16, 12. Yeah, I, know I think there's a row right next to the parking garage. And, um, and I know this specifically because my friend Jay, who is a model three standard range plus owner was doing an experiment on whether or not the urban charger share electricity between two vehicles. Uh, spoiler alert. They do. So, um, and you're charged by kilowatt hour, no, sorry, charging time versus the amount of energy that's delivered. So it's a slower charge. And then if mm-hmm. somebody pulls up next to you or um, 
for example, 1A stall and then 1B stall may not be next to one another, uh-huh. but they share a charge. They share electrical current. Mm. So it's interesting. That is interesting. Honestly, I would have thought that that area would have had the best supercharger that you could get. Right. You would think, and I'm sure that eventually it'll be upgraded, but it yeah. was they needed they needed a charger there, so they put urban chargers there for now. You know what's yeah. weird is that even in the Kirlin Commons, which is also another upscale mall in Arizona and Scottsdale, they don't have superchargers as far as I know. They're urban chargers, and there's only eight of them, I think. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, eight. Yeah. Which What's going on with you, Tesla? <laughs> like, this is it's, your wheelhouse. I, that parking lot. It, right across the street, I believe, in Scottsdale Quarter, I believe mm-hmm. there's superchargers. Mm. I haven't seen it, but... There might be some inside that, again, another indoor parking mall or covered parking. Which is not animalistic, according to you. No, no. <laughs> like, can you imagine the little old ladies that go to the Biltmore to hang out in the dog park and drink coffee and buy really expensive things? Like, that, that's a... That's a that's a walk. Where they're not going to be driving a Tesla. I don't. I used to work in at the Apple opinion. store, like right next to there, for like a week before they opened up the one on Bell. And those little ladies would come in, and the old men would be like, "I want the best Apple you can get," and you're like trying to yeah. get them to like a an iMac, and they're like, "No, I want that one," and they want the five thousand dollar Mac Pro, the but, cheese grater yeah. one, the old one. Yeah, because it was like a long time ago and you're just like you'll never use any of this like no that's what i want so you ship them out the door with a seven thousand dollar computer with a monitor that they'll never use they worked their whole life and then now they must spend i guess no i'm just saying i'm I'm sure some of those people there was an old at the safeway somewhat close to my house there was a little lady who um was loading her grandkids into a brand new model x Really? Yeah, and she looked I probably guarantee. in her early seventies. So I shouldn't say little old lady because that's offensive. But she looked I, to be in her gonna early seventies. I'm going to make a hasty generalization here. Yeah, it was not her car. It was likely the the children's parents' car. Maybe I will if I see her again. I'll ask her. They picked up the kids. Yeah, if you see her again, ask her. I say, hey, excuse <laughs> me, Betty. Can you come here, for Betty? A second? Gertrude. Excuse me. Yes, is Ethlyn, which is my grandma's name. Do you ever make a dance? What was yeah. your grandma's name? Ethlyn. Mine was Evelyn. Yeah. Close. My son's best friend, her name is Evelyn. Mm-hmm. It's coming back. Yeah. Did your grandma used to pinch you? Because that's what she does to my son. She pinches him and sometimes hurts him. Uh, Yeah. Okay. My whole family did that. I had. The, I still have chubby cheeks, but they would pinch my cheeks. They'd be bright red. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Abuse. Let's talk about let's talk about production <laughs> hell. Uh, okay. So Tesla went through production hell with Model Y in 2017, which we um, have researched live on this show. The issues, mm-hmm. um, the issues Tesla had getting Model Three production going, uh, they're well documented, and we're not going to go over the again. But uh, they ended up removing a lot of robots. And then adding a lot of the manual workforce back. So Monroe believes that Tesla's vertical integration, which basically means like owning the majority of the supplies and technology that goes in your vehicle. So Tesla's 
we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, or maybe even last week, where Tesla's buying all this stuff to make their own batteries, even their own solutions, their own catalysts, that kind of thing. Um, that's what vertical integration means. So Tesla purchases these companies that build, you know, the robots that build the cars, that kind of thing. So he thinks that that is critical and puts Tesla 10 years ahead of other auto manufacturers. Now I'm going to try and read his quote here. So you're talking about Sandy, right? Sandy's quote. Yes. Okay. And uh, we'll see how this goes. So what Tesla, what Tesla's done is cranked up. It's out of pot, out of, oof, let me start again. So what Tesla's done is it's cranked up out a product. That's probably 90 to 95% there. I would agree with that, but they've got, so many ways of investigating what's going on in each car all the time that the feed each car all the time that the feedback can say, Hey, what I think what we should do is X. Let's make that engineering change and implement it in vehicles from here going forward. That's what the vertical, that's why vertical integration is uh, preferred in this situation. So I'm not going to read the rest of the quote because I don't say I don't know if anything else goes on there. But I do think that Tesla is 90 to 95 percent of the way there. I do think that extra 10, five to 10 percent is going to be not only critical but extraordinarily difficult for them to achieve. Not because Tesla's not capable, but because the last 10 to five to 10 percent of anything is generally the hardest part if you're trying to succeed and the goalpost keeps moving too, as you come up with mm-hmm. new ways to improve it. Uh, that's great. And then the, while you're researching that, you find out something that's, that's even better. And that's now 10 to 15% away so that the goalpost keeps moving. So what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on production hell and Tesla being ahead of its competitors? I, I mean, there's no question about it being ahead of its competitors. I'd say even more than 10 years, but. Um, if I, depending on, um, patents and if other vehicle manufacturers are able to not reinvent the wheel ish, you know, legally, right. Then maybe 10 years is good, but, uh, I would say the quality assurance, quality control, QAQC right now is to be expected at the level of that it is. I've had people on YouTube or on Twitter comment on my Tesla posts uh, or videos and say, I would love to buy a Tesla, but it's like, but what Uh, quality control or, and okay, yeah, it's not a perfect vehicle, but neither is a Volkswagen Jetta or my Hyundai Kona or, you know, which is fine. Um, trying to think. While you're thinking, I go back all the time. Like, I have never bought a car from a dealership that I didn't have to take it back to get yeah. something fixed on it. Ever. Yeah. yeah. It's a vehicle, an automobile is designed to appeal to a broad range of, you know, people, um, lifestyles, that kind of thing. They're not designing it for 
Bodhi or Jessica, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a 5, 10%, 15, 20, 30%, you know? I feel, um, I feel that they're cranking cars out, which is exactly what I feel they, the shareholders expect. Uh, Elon has made promises. Yeah. They need, they need to deliver that he can't not deliver. He can't not deliver that. But upon probably the Cybertruck release, I feel that they might take a step back because they've, they've done so much in 10 years. Think about it. We're 2020. It's the Model S really released in 2012. I think the I think it was 2010 that the model. I think 2010 is when the Roadster was released. Oh, the Roadster. That's right. Even. But yeah, no, you have a very good point of how far they they went from a car that I wouldn't say was barely functioning, but. um, But it was expensive, and it was, you know, not great with battery and range and recharge and um but now that very first production vehicle is in space (laughs) you know what i mean like who would have thought when the roadster was released that you know fast forward 10 years and then there'd be one floating in space like oh it's just a you know just a that was prototype elon's personal vehicle um I think that they are moving so fast and acquiring all of these companies, battery companies, uh, lithium mining companies, um, just it, they, as with any company, you scramble in the beginning, you scramble and scramble and hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. And now they're, you know, they're meeting production they are delivering on their promises. So they have the Cybertruck and the Semi to produce and the ATV, right? Um, oh, ATV. But I think that, in my opinion, that in between the Cybertruck and the Semi release, I feel like like they're good for a long time, even if the model two or model dose or model cheap isn't produced or designed or right away, I, like they're good, sexy cars. It's already been spelled out. What are they going to do? An exclamation point? <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, I think you may have hit on it. Just saying. And an airplane is what I'm hoping for an electric aircraft. And Elon said, maybe I'll design one on Twitter like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I just jumped on it. He loves jets. Yeah. Um, okay. So I looked it up while you were talking and it was the Roadster came out in 2008. And I think you're right. The The Model Y or Model S came out in 2012. So if you look at the Roadster, which it was zero in 2008, it was zero to 60 in 3.7 seconds. That's if you got insane. the high end one, yeah, uh, that's their first car. And then the 2012, the Model S, the technology was significantly better than the thing that 
came out in the Tesla Roadster. Day and night. Yeah. What is that? Five five years? Right? Yeah. Five? Yeah. Four? No. Four-ish. Four years. Um, was, the Roadster was unveiled. It started taking orders or it was delivered? It was delivered in 2008. And they delivered them all the way up to 2012, which I'm guessing. And there were how many? 250? Or how many were there? A thousand? How many? Twenty-five hundred. Oh, okay. Plus. I bet you they'll sell more of the new Roadster by far. Than, oh yeah than this thing oh yeah but yeah i mean that the you're you're right in the the breakneck speed that they've had to go to get to this point it's probably okay if they take a breath yeah. i mean we talked a little bit about nikola motors but like they kept announcing more and more and more things i'm like dude just do one thing just and get stop. it done just yeah one thing do Focus. it really well just do it yeah just, just do one thing and have you all know. these things planned for the future, but produce one thing first. And one. You can yeah. you can still work on that stuff in the background, but yeah. yeah. Hype. Yeah. Build Lots up. Of I still want that company to succeed because I, I know well, no is a, is a, is a strong word. I've talked to several people that not Trevor, but I talked to several people that worked for the company and they are wonderful, uh, very nice people, and I don't want to see anybody lose oh, yeah. their job or their stock. Because these people right. were promised something, I want them to to get that promise fulfilled for sure. I definitely don't want to see anybody lose money or their job. However, go on. Anybody that works for Nikola, in my opinion, will be hired somewhere else immediately. My opinion. Yeah, possibly. I, I don't want. Oh gosh. Do you think that that's going to continue? You think it's going to go through? Um, you know what? If they have a solid, see the, the diesel brothers or whatever those guys are, are, I don't have anything specifically against them, but I'm, I'm not a fan of their page, I guess. So Mm -hmm. are there, they're, I'm not a fan of the way they do things and I don't have any specific reason why it's just, it doesn't hit for me. They just probably the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate them but it just doesn't hit no. the right way for me. Um, but when there was announced that there was, they were partnering with them. I was like, okay, well, in one way, I'm not super excited about that, but in another way, those guys do know what they're doing. Like they got, they got into some trouble with like, uh, illegally modifying some vehicles, I guess. Are we talking about Nicola? Or? No, the diesel guys. Brothers. I can't remember what they were. I can't remember what their YouTube thing is called, but, um, and if I'm confusing them with somebody else that does something similar, then, uh, please let me know. But so just in general, it was like, uh, that partnership could have probably been better. Um, but the Nicola Badger, the, the whole idea of the Nicola Badger, I think is a good idea. The problem with per- producing hydrogen is right now you have to get it from natural gas, which means if you want it in any sort of volume, which means that it's terrible for the environment. But if you can break it from water, then which is way less yield and way more energy consumption, if you can use renewable energy and break it from water, then you're in you're in good shape. And right now we're just not in that place where we can do that yet. 
but I don't think it'll be too far before we are. And Nicola's not the only one working on hydrogen semi-trucks either. I'm going to politely disagree with your... Oh. Uh, know that? I politely disagree with um, the concept of breaking it from water, only because water is such a precious resource, especially in Arizona, where their, you know, where their factory is being built. Um, but yeah, the, the energy required is tremendous. And the storage required on site at one hydrogen refueling station, which they don't have any except for at the headquarters, but it is still not, they don't have the equipment there to create the hydrogen. Um, as far yeah. as what I've read, they built, they bought one, maybe I want to say one or four. I can't remember exactly. They bought this big, giant, really expensive machine to be able to break hydrogen away from water. And you're, you're 100% correct. Like water is a resource that we definitely need. And they need to have some sort of like, instead of letting the water after it's been converted from hydrogen to water, we need something other than just letting it roll out the tailpipe. That's not a very good solution. There needs to be some way of recollecting that water. Um, I don't know exactly how you would do that, but recollecting mm-hmm. the water and maybe when you fill up the next time it takes the water out, puts the new hydrogen in. I don't know how exactly how that whole thing would go, but there you, that's a very valid point. And Nicola, I'm not specifically, uh, not specific to to them so much is just in general, I'm pro more technology out there. Even if it only oh, works yeah. to a certain level, like at some point, maybe 15 years down the road, somebody will take that research and build something better. And that's Absolutely. really what it comes down to. I completely agree with that. Yes. Yeah. But you're right. The, the whole storage thing with, with hydrogen, even if you generate it on site is it's you lose I did a, a series of episodes on this, but you lose so much hydrogen getting it from breaking it away from the water and then storing it. And then you lose it, mm-hmm. storing it to getting it to the car. And then you lose it when it's in the car to transmission, you know, to transition to uh, over that catalyst into fuel and then to turn it into water. It's like it, it's significant every step and they need to per- fix those, those, uh, that inefficiencies, those inefficiencies. Mm-hmm. I do think it, you know, as an alternative to battery electric or battery electric vehicles, I think it's great um, for semis for long distance driving. Isn't it supposed to be better or more efficient? I don't know much about the technology. If you use it for straight up, like Toyota has some straight up um, hydrogen cars. I don't know that they have a battery. And if they do, maybe it's very small. I think what Nikola wanted to do was it had a gener- the hydrogen powered a generator, which charged the batteries. So it kind of had more mm-hmm. of a hybrid. Now, I could be wrong on that, and I might be mistaken, but I think that's what yep. their initial plan was, was to use that generator to charge the, the batteries to keep it going for longer. Hmm. Okay. That ma- that makes sense. Okay, that would be why it's called a hydrogen, a bat- hydrogen powered battery fuel. Oh my gosh, there's so many acronyms out there. H, H, B, H, P, F. I have to look it up 
Almost every time. No, no, I have. Oh, I'm going to send you a link because uh, Kyle Field of Clean Technica just. Thank you, Kyle Field. He just posted like, here's all the things that you need to know. Of hers, all the acronyms, basically. Oh, I love it. Thank yeah. you. Because I have to look it up too. Like I'm, I, I, you would think you would know what a BEV is, but I'm like, I don't know what a BEV is. No, I, I'm like a beverage. Who's talking yeah. about beverages here? You know, like yeah. no, we have Bevmo. Is that what vehicle. you mean, Bevmo? Bevmo, yeah, that's another one. Let me see if I can find it here because I just saw it this morning. Okay, so I am going to send it. It's let me sure if I'm going to credit somebody. Ah, uh, um, remember how I told you if I can't somebody say somebody's name, I just don't. I'm going to try to pronounce this. Martin Vinkhusen. Poison. I'm going to put it in the chat, and then you can give it yourself. You can give it give it a try. I'll give it a go. Thank you, Clean Technica. Yeah, uh, Martin Vinkenhusen. Martin Vinkenhusen. Please correct us. Okay. Okay. You want to hear what Martin's profile says? What? We are way off the rails. Okay. Uh, Martin Vinkenhusen, grumpy old man. The best oh, thing yeah. I did with my life was raising two kids. Only finished primary school, but when you don't go to school, you have lots of time to read. I switched the That's right. I switched from accounting software development and ended my career as a systems integrator and architect. My 2007 boss got two electric Lotus, uh, got a two electric Lotus Elise transportation, and I have been looking to replace my diesel cars uh, with electric vehicles ever since. And putting my money where my mouth is, I've bought Tesla shares and intend to keep up uh, with them until I can trade them in for a Tesla car. That's what a lot of people are doing. So I'm a fan of Martine. Good man. Thank you, Martine. I'll put this uh, article in the show notes if anybody else wants to read about all of the different uh, abbreviations that are out there. Or not abbreviations, uh, acronyms. Acronyms. You've got FFB, ICE, ICEB. Hev, Fev, Bev, Pev, H, A segment, B segment, C segment, D segment, E segment, F segment, and that's the end. Yeah. So <laughs> a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle is an HSCV. I don't know if that includes, does that include the battery on that one? S, C, V, S, F. It's at the end of that vehicle powertrain section before the classifications. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hydrogen fuel cell vehicles. High frequency capacitance voltage. Uh, what? Yeah. No, it's easy to get the whole, the, the whole, uh, uh, acronym uh, jumble it's easy to get confused in this whole thing yeah for sure let's talk about india let's about, talk about ever been yeah. to india i have not and i would like to visit india it's one of the places like new zealand is the next out of the country travel that we do hopefully <laughs> if i can get my wife to agree we have to go to italy because we had 25 years we're going to go back for our 25th anniversary but <sighs> Um, it was supposed to be this year, but you know, pandemic. But uh, pandemic. Yep. New Zealand that, and, that and uh, India are on my list because uh, 
first of all, I love Indian food. I met several Indian people in my life and they are the most hospitable group of folks yes. and uh, just the, the culture and all that stuff. Um, but Tesla club I in, which I'm going to guess it stands for India, that Twitter mm-hmm. account asked yep. Elon on Twitter. If Tesla employees were working toward entering the Indian market, if so, is there a way for us reservation holders to contact them? which I don't, there's no reservation holders as yet, but our Tesla hmm. accounts do not have any customer care details as we are unable to select India as a country option. So maybe they are just reservation holders in different countries. Um, for someone to actually t- purchase a Tesla and import it to India, the taxes and fees would double the price of the car, which is mm-hmm. a, a nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't include actually shipping the car. So that's just a really expensive um, proposition. So Elon responded on Twitter that Tesla will release the online configurator probably in January. So I think that uh, Tesla's guy are not to Tesla. India has the second highest population out of any other country in the world, second only to China. So yeah. this, is, this is obviously a place where Tesla wants to operate and it's an emerging market on top of all that other stuff. What are your thoughts? It's uh, well, fun fact. <laughs> Should I Google this? And then I closed it. The population of India as of 2018. No, I went 2020. 1.38 billion people. Billion. Billion people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Second to China. I mean, what? That's a lot of drivers. I I just, yeah. Um, what are my thoughts? I think that the import taxes, duties, fees, obviously they'll have to work that out uh, because that's not practical. Um, I'm, I was honestly surprised to be honest. Where did you go? I lost you. Right here? There you are. Okay. Okay. Too many tabs open. I honestly, I was surprised before jumping on Twitter this morning or yesterday. um, Tesla India came up. Um, Well, no, I I clicked on the links you sent over. And I was surprised that it wasn't existing, uh, that they weren't for sale there yet. So, I, yeah, I, are there other enormous countries where uh, Tesla is not for sale yet? India actually has a really interesting approach to foreign companies that are doing business in India. They have to have the, the product to get around these fees. The product needs to be manufactured in India. And then a certain percentage of that product needs to come from Indian parts. Smart. And I know that India is currently, they're courting Tesla. Uh, I think um, Mumbai is where they would like them to set up operations, but I could be wrong uh, on on their location. So I'm sure this whole thing will be worked out. Uh, One of the things, and I don't know, um, like I know some things about India, but 
I don't know anything about NDLs. Throw that out there. I did have an Indian coworker once, and his job was to go around to estates, basically in the rural, or even mm-hmm. just random places, uh, houses. But he was basically a, like a tax assessor. Mm-hmm. And there were times when, like, you would he would have to use like off road vehicles to get to certain locations and things like that, yeah. Um, yeah. or boats for that matter. And he could never, <laughs> yeah. you know, he would I show believe. up, and they would always have like everything laid out for him because he could never sneak up on them because mm-hmm. he was constant. Like, people knew he was in the area. Just the, the, the everything traveled very quick. News traveled very quick. Um, so everything that he was supposed to be assessing that would might be expensive was typically out of sight, but <laughs> according to him, uh, but one that's- of the things that's really interesting is that, uh, if Tesla goes this route, what kind of vehicles might they sell just in India versus, cause I mean, you can't have a model or you could a model S in some, uh, big city like, uh, Mumbai might be impractical. Because of traffic and the size of the vehicle, and where are you going to park it? Um, I know I've been to Bangkok several times, and Bangkok is—I I wouldn't want to drive a Model S in Bangkok. I wouldn't want to try and park a Model S in Bangkok. Let's put it that way. Uh, I could see. I just googled what's one of the most popular cars in India, and who knows? Whoever has the best Google ratings, right? Mm-hmm. Um. A Kia Sonnet, Toyota Urban Cruiser, a Marathi, which looks like a Kia, like a, is it a pickup truck? Suzuki. It's made by Suzuki. Okay. They're all very small. And then a minivan, lots of hatchbacks, small crossover Mm -hmm. vehicles. And then there's a pickup truck. Um, I could see with the population that it is there being something similar to what china does as far as i know please correct me if i'm wrong no no i know there'll be a a lottery for the ability to purchase and drive a vehicle Mm. it's a lottery system because there's the population is enormous um i could see ride sharing being really big there if they don't have it already um that would probably be a really great market for tesla uh turo i don't know much about the company here in the united states other than i googled rent a tesla for a day or rent a tesla and turo is the company that came up i rented the model s off turo there we go it's personal like it's somebody's personal vehicle rented to you for a day or however long. And I could see that kind of being a thing, like a ride, like timeshare, like mm-hmm. model S divided by 10 people. You can use it this day and this day or something like that. Yeah. That's and my thoughts. You know what? I have to take it back because now that I'm looking at this, there are a lot of large SUVs that are, um, being sold in India, according to this car and bike website that I just think we're both on. Remember, whoever pays the Googles yes. gets the Googles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yes. You're 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 100 correct. But in, in general, like, I don't have any reason. N- none of this looks like it's 
too out far too outside of the what would be considered the norm and there's i mean these are full-size vehicles so it would yeah in either case i'd like to i'd like to see what they're thinking in terms of uh design for india yeah um china they are they teslas are are they're available for sale right now Mm -hmm. in china so shanghai the model y is just soon to go into production in china yeah so whatever they're doing yeah i don't know i don't know good question though i do know that uh in these large uh, populated areas anytime that we can get uh rid of an ice vehicle and replace it with a electric vehicle to help with the pollution. Uh, it's yes. a win. Huge. For sure. Right. Yeah, I agree. So, Completely agree. So Jessica Gersh without a C, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you yeah. very much for, I mean, we've literally sat here and talked for two and a half hours, only an hour and a half on the actual show, but, uh, and five, uh, I thought maybe five uh, articles would be too 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 little, but no. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. It's been such a pleasure. Yes. And would you like to, and we should have done this maybe at the beginning, would you like to kind of tell people what you do and where to find you? Yeah, I would love to. I am on, my primary outlet is YouTube. So I do um, a lot of videos on electric vehicles. Uh, SpaceX is is near and dear to my heart. Tesla, other companies as well. Lucid, um, now Solo. Uh, I also do a lot of other shenanigans on my channel. So I encourage you to stop by, check it out. It is youtube.com slash Jessica Kirsch, J-E-S-S. I C A K I R S H J E S S I C A K I R S H. Head over there, hit the subscribe button, punch it, kick it, you know, lick it if you want, whatever you want to do. You can always unsubscribe at a later date. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. And on Twitter, which is where we met, is Mm -hmm. at Jessica underscore. Kirsch. And my last name is K-I-R-S-H. There's no C in it. Don't be tempted. (laughs) So I am going to go to your site. I am going to, I don't know if I subscribe or not. I'm going to do it right now. Thank you. I'm going to also, there's a section in the show notes, which um, are meticulous. I have to say. Um, My own little brag. Oh, why did it go there? Um, somebody anyway, has to you know yeah yeah no i don't think anybody appreciates or looks at the show notes but i try very hard to keep them uh organized they're very helpful for me i'm reading them right now so i subscribed and thank you um yeah there's a friends section or friends of the show i can't remember exactly how we put it in there but uh i'll put your link in there so people can just go to the show notes and then click on your link and then that way 
um, they can get directly to your YouTube channel. That sounds great. Uh, and we can discuss this later, but I would love to be able to post this on oh, YouTube. Yeah. yeah. If you're open. I am totally open to it. It doesn't record any of the video. Oh, it doesn't. Mm -mm. It, I've got it. I've got it recording on my end. I think. Yeah, it's still recording. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we can totally discuss it. If you would like to do that, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Cool. So, excellent. Well, thank you All very right. much for being on the show, and uh, yeah. maybe you'll come back again sometime. I would love to. We maybe just would love limit it to one topic. I think we, we might be chatting. Yeah, probably a good idea. For sure. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jessica. Show. I want to thank All right. Take care. Listening and hanging out. I hope you got to know Jessica and, and like her. Go to her YouTube page, uh, youtube.com forward slash Jessica Kirsch, K-I-R-E. S H not S C H just S H. And I'm also going to put a link in the show notes for Jessica's YouTube page. And I would love it if everyone who's listening to this podcast went to that, that page and showed her love and support, because that is what I'm trying to support in, you know, the EV community in general. And Jessica is a part of that community community. And she's also now a friend of the show. So please, please, please go to her YouTube page and show her some love. If you would like to email me, please go to Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. You can also find me on Twitter, at 918digital. My DMs are open, and I'm happy to chat. Whatever's on your mind, it doesn't even have to be about uh, EVs. Uh, I was recently chatting with somebody about bluegrass festivals, which, by the way, I love bluegrass music. So if you have suggestions, let me know. All right, thank you again, and I will see you next week.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.